Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Oh man, uh, bonus episode time. That's right. Uh, I don't know how to how to introduce this guest other than saying uh, some of you probably think he's my uh, hero. Uh, and you know what? In a way, he he is somebody that uh, I've looked up to strangely because he's provided uh, a lot of entertainment, and a lot of laughs, and a lot of good times for uh, for millions of people. And I'm one of those people who uh, who have just become a fond fan. Uh, a fond fan uh, of Tony Danza. That is our guest today, Tony motherfucking Danza. What? He's starring in the new uh, Broadway hit musical Honeymoon in Vegas uh, at the Nederlander Theater uh, in New York City. You gotta go see it. He's getting rave reviews. Tony has been known, obviously, from Taxi, Who's the Boss, his own talk show, uh, The Tony Danza Show, Angels in the Outfield, Crash, uh, 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 Don Juan uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, he just does it all. And he's in this new Broadway musical written by uh, a mutual friend of ours, Jason Robert Brown, who's a Tony Award winner and a brilliant musician and writer, uh, composer. And, uh, and Tony is crushing it in this musical. And, uh, and I hope it runs forever because he's the man and, uh, and he took time out of his schedule to sit down with us and uh, and chat for a little bit and uh, it's just the best we, he's got great stories about getting discovered in, in, in the boxing gym and uh, and you know how, how supportive his mom was uh, how Frank Sinatra's influenced his musical stylings uh, he's got some you know great uh, stories about his dad being a garbage man and then uh, we we close the show on something I don't know if it's ever been done before but uh, uh, he uh, was gracious enough to uh, indulge my Tony Danza impression, and I interviewed Tony Danza as Tony Danza, and I think it's uh, going to blow your fucking mind. Of course, tweet at Tony on Twitter, at Tony Danza. Tell him how much uh, you've been wanting to hear him and how great it is that he's on. Hashtag ABLN Podcast. Tweet at uh, Brad and I, at Funny Brad, at Adam Ray Comedy. Uh, and of course, we got some uh, a few more tour dates. Uh, to round out 2014, I will be headlining my home club, the Parlor Live in Bellevue, Washington, uh, Bellevue, Seattle, same neck of the woods, December 26th and 27th, shows are at 7.30 and 10.15 both nights. Come out. It's the day after Christmas, man. It's, you know, fucking fuck all the sales and shit. Come out. Get some laughs. Have a great time. I got uh, so much new material, and, and I'm really pumped. I haven't done a, a hometown show in a couple of years. So come out to those. Or come out December 29th through January 4th to Las Vegas, baby. I'm headlining the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana Casino December 29th through January 4th. Get your tickets at LaughFactory.com. Brad Williams will be at the Kansas City Improv December 31st in Kansas City uh, at 7 o'clock and 10 o'clock. Get your tickets at Improv.com. Go party with Brad on New Year's, man, because A, Brad's a fucking blast on New Year's, and B, uh, if you're with a dwarf at midnight, it's seven years good luck. That's just what I read uh, in, in a coffee book at uh, Urban Outfitters. Of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, about last night, podcast.com for all past episodes. 
when you subscribe on iTunes, uh, rate the podcast. Give it a five-star rating. Comment on it because that helps us climb the charts. And uh, we're having a blast pumping out these episodes for you. So many uh, great shows coming up. Dom Herrera, Jason Alexander, uh, who, of course, is George from Seinfeld, John Krasinski. Uh, of course, we just had Melissa McCarthy. Got Dana Carvey coming up. Jerry Ferrara from Entourage. It's so fun doing this podcast. And the more you guys tweet about it and spread the word and pass it on uh the cooler guests we're going to continue to get and uh and hopefully keep providing laughs and, and, and an entertaining hour of uh a fucking uh ear joy <laughs> i was trying to think of a word to describe what uh what what a podcast is for your ears okay uh i haven't even smoked pot and of course go to astoymerchandise.com and pick up your about last night t-shirts uh, we got tank tops for the women, T-shirts for the women, T-shirts for the boys. Guys, get the shirts. They make great stocking stuffers. And uh, they're dope-ass shirts, too, man. We got even cooler shirts on the way uh, for 2015. So go to Estoy, E-S-T-O-Y, merchandise.com, and order your About Last Night podcast shirts. That's the merch. That's the merch info. Those are the tour dates. Those are the Twitter handles. And now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and enjoy a very special bonus episode of the About Last Night podcast. This is my first time. I'm really fired up to be on this thing. Hey, who's the guest anyway? Oh, that's right. It's me, Tony Danza. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. So you said we got about 20 to 30, yeah? Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, you look sharp, by the way. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, a real treat for me. Um, My pleasure. Been a big fan of you for a while. I'm thrilled that we're here for Honeymoon in Vegas, uh, but at the same token, disappointed we're not here for Angels in the Outfield, too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you laugh. Yeah. That was a great movie. That was so much fun to do. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, so you're you're kind of to me I think as New York as it gets. I mean you grew up in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, your father was a sanitation worker, garbage man in the city. Uh, is it do they prefer garbage man or sanitation worker like the more medical term? I think they probably prefer sanitation man, but uh, I think uh, my father was a garbage man. He, yeah. he, in fact, in fact, he worked on the street that I lived on and went to school on. Oh no, kidding. You know, I used to do this joke that I was always so proud of him because he used to drop me off at school with the truck. <laughs> and I'll never forget my first day of high school. He let me ride inside the truck. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 of joke. course. Yeah, but yeah. no, but he really was on the block. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, he used to say to me, hey, don't do anything wrong because somebody will definitely tell me. You know, so. <laughs> I, I, I have a buddy uh, whose dad was also a, a garbage man, and he said that like that instilled like – Definitely like some work ethic in him because it was like the consistency of like getting up every morning and just like I call it garbage man's disease. Like, <laughs> yeah. No matter what time you go to sleep, you got to get up at five thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, I, had, you know, I, somebody asked me, uh, you know, what's the big thing your parents gave me? And one of the big things they gave me is that work ethic. You know, watching him go to work. My mother was another one who went to work all the time, but uh, but watching him, I, I remember when it would rain, when it would snow. We right. we moved to Long Island when I was like fifteen. 
And we moved to Malvern, Long Island. When it would snow, he'd have to get to Brooklyn. Okay. He would walk. He'd hitchhike to Brooklyn. He'd get. He'd have to be at work somehow, even if he couldn't get there in a car. Excuse me. You'd see. You know, he'd go outside and see his footprints as he went down the block. It's wow. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so New York is kind of, I mean, it's been home for a while. You've lived in L.A., but... I lived in L.A. for almost 35 years. Yeah. And I, it's, it was so good to me and everything else. And then it sort of went to, went, it didn't go so well in the end. And I just decided that uh, my daughter was coming here to go to, uh, par- uh, was coming here to go to school. And so I said, uh, I'm coming with you. Right. So I moved to New York almost five years ago now. And it's uh, the greatest... You know, it's yeah. What is it? Why? Why is it so special to you? Everyone I, always compares LA to New York, but I mean, there's well, obvious. First of all, you, I'll tell you one, number, one, one thing is the brush. Yeah, you know the brush. Yeah, the brush is you brush against people yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time. You know, in in LA you don't brush. I guess. Well, you're in your car all the, the time. only time. Yeah, the only time you get a brush is when you give the finger to somebody. <laughs> in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's it's just uh, there's a there's just it's a livelier walking sort. Of, I don't own a car. Imagine. When's the last time you've driven yourself well i was in la i had to drive oh, yeah i had to drive uh, it's so nice to not abuse. some guy some guy made fun of my head of a mini cooper <laughs> he called me a little fart or something it's like wait a minute well it's kind in of his cool defense car. yeah it is cool it's uh <laughs> yeah what uh what were you driving before the mini cooper um i've been driving that mini you know i used to have a you know i had a cadillac of course a jaguar i had over the but uh, one you drove day, an unmarked blue van for a little while. In two, that's right. Yeah. In 2005, I told my business manager, that's when those Mini Coopers came out. They were cool. Oh, yeah. I got an S. I got a black and an S, black on gray, six speeds. And I, he said to me, that's all you're going to drive? I said, yep, that's all I'm going to drive. <laughs> so that's what I've been driving for. I still have it. It's great. Yeah, but you avoid, like, you're right, like uh, confrontations on the road. Now, if you, you know, maybe have a little brush up on the subway, but it's a lot less. I love the subway. It's a lot less passive on the subway. If someone's going to get in your face and... Uh... it's New York is very in your face, and that's what's great about it. You know, one way or the other, you know, you know where you stand. Yeah. You know? uh, we should talk about the show. Honeymoon uh, in Vegas, you return to the stage. Yes. Uh, it's cool, Adam. It's, it's so... fucking... I saw you in the producers, uh, and that was uh, amazing. Let and me so... tell you, that, you know, I, I used to think that was the hardest part on Broadway until uh, Rob McClure, uh, who's playing uh, Jack Singer in this. Right. It's an unbelievable part. I mean, he's got to kill himself. Um, what is it? I mean, I uh, start. I did musicals all of, since fifth grade through high school and then college even a little well, this bit. This is the one, man. Yeah. I mean, this, this, this uh, and I, like I was telling you before we got on, Jason Robert Brown uh, is a buddy of mine from SC, guest professed, and he was, uh, he's, I mean, just, you know, Tony Award winner, brilliant. And I was telling you how he was showing me some of the uh, songs he was working on and being like, I'm just going to try to get hopefully Tony Danza. And I was <laughs> like, if you do that, like, you're making the right choice. Uh, and now here we are. It's like four years ago. He came yeah. to my uh, my house and he played the, this um, this verse from Out of the Sun, the song I sing in the show. And I was like, "Holy mackerel! I get to sing that! Yeah. I'm in." But I got to tell you, we, we uh, you know, I, I see everything. I've been going, and I'm a musical guy. I did yeah. musicals in high school. Yeah. And I and I go to I go to Broadway a lot. You nothing, sing on your show a lot too, which I love. And I actually sing on my show. Yeah, it was great. But nothing like this. Nothing like this. How so? Well, first of all, the music that Jason wrote is. Is beyond belief. Yeah, it's so funny. Andrew Bergman, you know, he wrote not only this, but he wrote the In-Laws. He wrote the Soap Dish. He wrote Blazing Saddles. Yeah. He wrote the Freshman. Yeah, you know, so he's there, um, and and it's just a great ensemble. They put together a bunch of people. This kid, uh, this kid, uh, Rob McClure, he was chaplain on Broadway. Um, when he got the paw, he came in red, and what happened was he came in red, and I was like, oh, this is the guy, and then. 
So you were involved in that process and from the he, beginning, yeah? Oh, yeah, I've Helping, been working yeah. on this for over four years. So sure. he, he went and uh, went and did Chaplin. I was like, I was crushed. I don't want to do it with anybody else. And then Chaplin closed. Sorry. But, he, <laughs> but we got him. And, um, and I told him when I got him, I said, uh, I'm riding you all the way to the promised land. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's unbelievable. If anything, he aggravates me because he reminds me how I used to feel. <laughs> I mean, he's just incredible. Yeah. So, and it's a great group of people. Bryn O'Malley's unbelievable. David Joseph, the guy that plays the, the, the Elvis and the, yeah. and the casino singer. Yeah, there's a camaraderie in musical theater that you definitely just don't. We're a team. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's similar to uh, the sitcom world, right? Like, yeah, but, but it's more because there's, there's so much mechanization in the show, so, so many changes. You know one of the things I'm most proud of? That at my age, I can still do quick changes. <laughs> you gotta stand and put your pants on standing up. You try doing that. You know what I mean? Okay, you got no time to sit down. So I mean, all these. There's a lot of quick changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot of quick yeah. changes. So. Yeah, people underestimate that. They have no idea that that's going on backstage. They just assume if you're out there, then you better be perfect. Yes, you gotta run around yeah. trying to get that last snap to go. You know. Oh yeah. But um, but I'm telling you, I have been in a lot of stuff. I have. Uh, I've been ups and downs, good stuff, bad stuff, thought stuff was good that wasn't, thought stuff that was bad and was good. This thing's the best thing. I, I think this may be the best thing I've ever been in. No shit. Oh, you got to you, you just And what it's doing to audiences is unbelievable. It's amazing. Um, I mean, they're, they're like crazed because it does give you, I think, and I know I'm tooting my own horn, but it does give you, you know, there's a, there's a line in the show in, in, in a song in the show I Love Betsy where he says I love Broadway once a year and, and a lot of people go once a year yeah. once a year twice a year to the theater yeah, yeah to the theater this is the show that you hope you go to because you want that experience that thing that happens yeah so many times you go and you go, all right yeah. and how many times you fall asleep I'll give you I'll tell you how this will qualify yeah this will do it so I was in the gym the other day, and a woman came up to me, and she said, hey, we saw your show. I said, oh, what'd you think? And she said, my husband thinks it's the greatest show he's ever seen. Wow. I was like, wow, that's Thank pretty you. nice. I said, yeah. why? She says, because it was the only one he's ever been able to stay up through all the way. Yeah, that's huge, though. So he, yeah, he stayed up. Because, so yeah. Good. That's, you, you do want to know, by the way, when people come up to you and, and give you the initial count, you want to, like, know. Tell me. I don't yeah. Know. I've had people come with me after stand-up shows. I'll see, like, if I do a, a show in Vegas and I'll run into somebody in the casino, right, and they'll be in the elevator. And sometimes I had some people be like, oh, we saw your show earlier. And I'm like, oh, great. And I'll go, well, have a great night. And I'm just going to walk <laughs> in. I'm like, shit, all right, well. You know, I was doing this, like, uh, I was doing that old comics joke. So the comic finishes his set. Yeah. Goes to his dressing room and there's a knock on the door and the most beautiful, sexy woman is standing at the door. Sure. And she says, we'll call her Judith Light for this story. She yeah. says, I saw your show, and because you were so great, I want you to do anything you want to me. Anything you want, just do it to me, because your show was so great. And the comic says, did you see the first show or the second show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that couldn't be more accurate. <laughs> right? God, dude, that's so funny. We're so, yeah, dude, I mean, we need that validation. Oh, please, please. Yeah, I had somebody say to me yesterday, uh, Eight or nine minutes long. I'm like, yeah, lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why? The, I feel like, by the way, uh, that is like the next move for you. Like some stand up. I mean, I know you've done like you know a lot here in one man shows and stuff, but like you, first of all, you have I was talking with uh, uh, you know Dane Cook, mm -hmm. come in. 
just about like the likability factor and how like uh, important that is. Yeah. And it's like you could not be more likable or charismatic in everything you do. People love Tony Danza, and I feel like you've got great comedic timing, which you've shown. And uh, I don't know, man. I feel like that's the well, next you know, beast for you to tackle. My act, when I do my act, my act is not is a lot of comedy. Right. It's a lot of telling stories, stories yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and doing jokes, and you know, yeah, but like um, popping into an improv or something. Yeah, I know. I just haven't. Have you ever? You've never. No, I'm never. Uh, I'm never popped in. No, never popped in. Well, I'm at uh, Gotham Comedy Club tomorrow night, and if the show's over early, and you want to come down and, and tell that elevator story, uh, I do want to read some uh, reviews because this is just bananas, and I know you're getting a lot of positive affirmations from people and, and friends. Are like friends coming to see the shows and love. Danny it. came. Danny DeVito, Mary Lou came. Uh, Carol Kane came. Uh, Carol Kane came. Uh, Judith's been there. Um, who else has been there? Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of my friends are coming. What do they say? I mean, are they? Yeah, I'll give you one. Yeah. Ready for this? Is a good one. Yeah. So when I first got to Hollywood, uh, I was there like a year. I got a phone call one night, one day, and it's Sammy Kahn's uh, assistant. Sammy Kahn, the great writer. He wrote Love and Marriage, Second Time Around, all these wonderful songs that Sinatra sang. Yeah. He was one of the guys. So he said they wanted me to come to a party at their house, a Christmas party. Sammy Kahn wants me to come to a Christmas party. I thought he was trying to get to Danny DeVito through me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I go. <laughs> and it's... Hollywood royalty, and it's how I get to know old Hollywood. It's how I get to know Billy Wilder and, and, and Gregory Peck and, you know, the Rat Pack's there. Everybody's and these there. types of parties are legendary. This is the craziest yeah, thing yeah. you've ever seen. Okay. So Sammy and I become very fr- close, and I, I loved him very dearly. And he, he passed away a few years ago. And, and uh, But he had a young wife who was a showgirl from the Latin Quarter, Tita, Tita, T-I-T-A. And Tita is a... Um, Let's just say she's hard nosed. Yeah. You know, she she's very hard to please. She doesn't like anything. You know, she's like she's a critic, but she's a good kid. She's really a good girl, and we're very close. And she's seen me since I decided I'm going to be a song and dance man. Like in '94, I decided this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, and I wrote an act, and I tried with a guy, and I didn't. I went on a road, and she's seen my many sort of incarnations. You know, I played the Feinstein's and the Rainbow Room, and yeah. all. And some of it's been good, some of it's not so good, whatever, you know, but you're, you're learning because, yep. as you know, you got to get out there to learn. You can't it's learn. It's the only way Nobody to do it. teach you. Yep. Unless you you got to do it. Okay. So she came to see the show the other night. You know what she says to me? She comes back. She says, see what happens when you practice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's great, you know. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's really, they're, they're really, they're, uh, people want shortcuts. You just can't. You can't. Take no. one. No, let me tell you, you know, like I'm singing a lot in this show, right? And I Do you have a singing background, by the way? I mean, it's no, clearly, no. no. No, I mean, other than singing, you know, singing Just doing in the shower, yeah. singing, and singing you, with the radio. What would you sing in the shower, by the way? What'd you go to? Some well, Susu studio? or No, I, I'm a Sinatra guy. I'm a yeah. swing guy. I like to swing. I like to swing. You know, I can only give you love that lasts forever. You know, that nice, kind of thing. Dude. So, so, but Anybody else turned on right now? You can't do that. You can't be free enough to do that yeah. until you go out there and do it a few times. Of course. First time, you're not going to be. Second time, you little by little, you start to go, oh, wait a minute. Oh, and, and relax. And, and it happens. But until you go out there and do it. And have an audience, right? Because those people who, like, you'll see, they'll, who will sing in the shower and then go straight to an American Idol audition and then crumble. And it's like, well, yeah, like, you haven't been in front of anybody. You've got to be in front. You've got to have that. You have to know that feeling and be able to control it, you know? And then, you know, I, I did a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I, I would play uh, uh, performing arts centers and then we'd get in the car, drive 200 miles, and I'd be singing a ballad as the roller coaster went by. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, so you, you really have to get out there and, and, and 
you know, put yourself on the line and see yeah. what happens. All right, I want to read you one of these reviews. The New York Times uh, said Why your character. Why not read that one? Yeah, come oh. on. Yeah, come on. Your, uh, your uh, character in Honeymoon in Vegas, Tommy Corman, maybe the best musical portrayal of a gentleman gangster since the heyday of Guys and Dolls, and that the cooler-than-cool spirit of the Rat Pack's chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra, is present in Honeymoon, made flesh in a deliciously underplayed star turn by Tony Danza as an entrepreneur of dubious business deals and unquestionable power. Holy shit, man. You know what's funny about that <laughs> is that my mother... Is that I wrote it, yeah. My mother... That's Ben Brantley, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, my mother... My mother's a big Sinatra fan. She, awesome. She, was she a, got you into it. No, no. She okay. was a... Uh, well, yeah. She was a Bobby Soxer. She used to go to the Paramount Hotel and scream Frankie. Oh, no kidding. And uh, well, my, that's all I heard about. When I, was on t- when I was on TV a couple of years, uh, Adam, I started to think who I was. She said to me, big shot. When you introduce me to Sinatra, then you're a star. <laughs> so, so uh, and, and I got to do that. You know, I, no I really got to do that. Um, but if if she was around to see that, to hear that, to, to you know, it would be. I mean, that's really one of the things I wish my I wish my mother was around to see this. Yeah, she was yeah. a big supporter. Yeah, big supporter. She was uh, she she was the ambitious one. She was the one who said I could be somebody. She was always saying you could be somebody. You could be somebody. You know, she'd do it like uh, Marlon Brando. You know, because everybody says I you could have been I could have been a contender. No, he said I could have been somebody. Great. Yeah, man. Somebody. What was like the first thing she saw you in that she kind of uh, gave you a little like boost, like, "Hey, man, you got to stick with this." No, no, it wasn't like that. No? It wasn't like that. No, you know what? I, you know, I, I, I got out of college. The whole thing was always you had to go to college. Go to college. You didn't know anything about college, but yeah. you had to go. So I did go, and then when I got out, I was messed up for a while. You know, I didn't know what I was doing, and then I started fighting. And I was telling, I was telling Adrian that uh, uh, that my mother saw me get knocked out. It's not nice to have your mother watch you get knocked out. No, it's yeah. a mother's worst nightmare. Yeah, I got hit on the chin, went that down face, for, face forward, and the uh, last thing I remember as I went into the vortex of unconsciousness was my mother screaming, a primal scream. Okay. So, so, but so, so she really didn't have that. And then what happened was is that, uh, you know, I, 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 I think I was a little bit of a disappointment to her. I was, you know, I was self-sufficient, and I had a job, and I was working and stuff, but, I, you know, she had bigger plans for me. And then I got lucky, you know. I got lucky, and uh, a guy walked into the gym in, in Gleason's. And I was going to ask, that story is true. That I mean, because you hear these stories of people yeah, getting no, discovered. I was, and- I was training in Gleason's on 30th and 8th Avenue, and uh, and a guy walked in and said, uh, Who's that? And uh, I was, you know, I think I was the only white guy in the gym, by the way. <laughs> was he so walking in? It was easy in, to see me. Was he looking for uh, stars? Yeah, they would, they would, he was doing a pipe. He was a, uh, a producer who was a brokester. And he was trying to uh, uh, launch, get a pilot sold. Yeah. He was trying to sell a pilot called Augie. And Augie was a uh, a, um, a combination of Chico and the man and Rocky. Yeah. You know, old man owns a gym, young fighter works out there, they're friends, and then they rent half the gym to an aerobics instructor. Um, that, you know, classic tale. Well, it dates it. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, um he was looking. He came in, saw me. He said, "Yo, that's the guy. That's the guy from Augie. That's me. That's." And so he came to see me fight and brought some guys from NBC. And I got knocked down twice in the first thirty seconds and came back and won the fight. Oh shit! And the guy went crazy. Got me a screen test. Screen test led to uh, to an agent and and a pilot. And then the agent sent me up on another interview for uh, the Warriors. Remember that yeah. movie, oh, yeah. the Warriors? An open call for the Warriors. I brought the poster for my my next fight. I was fighting my first main event at Prospect Hall. So you were still like, I'm fighting. Like, you're I want to be acting. champion of the world. Yeah. 
It's my first main event. I was on TV. I was on Manhattan Cable. Oh, yeah. Anyways. A little shout out there, Manhattan Cable. Oh, God. At the end of the audition, it was Larry Gordon and Walter Hill and Joel Silver, and they were sitting at the end of this big conference table. And I was on the end. I did the sides. I put the sides down. I picked up the poster. And I unfurled the poster. I said, hey, you guys really want to see a warrior? Come see me fight. I had my picture. Tough Tony Danza, Brooklyn's <laughs> knockout artist. Brooklyn's knockout artist? Yeah, yeah you got to have a tagline for yourself, right? I used to hit. I could punch. So uh, so they went, yeah, well, we'll come and see you. So they came. They sat through five boring fights. Worst <laughs> card of all time. Yeah. And then I came out. Go on YouTube today. Go on YouTube today. Put Tony Danza fight. And the fight is on there. <laughs> well, what happens is I knock the guy out, all right? And Larry Gordon says, that's the greatest audition I've ever seen. And I get this Warriors. I go to Gulf and Western for uh, Paramount, for, for wardrobe. And ABC heard I got a movie. They had me on a pilot deal. So they called Jim Brooks, who was trying to cast a fighter. He was looking for an Irish heavyweight. Oh, jeez. And Timing. Phil Ryan. And they made it an Italian middleweight named uh, Phil Banta. It's interesting here. Uh, so it was Phil Banta. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, it was amazing. I went and I read with Mandy Patinkin and oh got God. the part. This is crazy. I tell people, he said to me as I walked out, Jim Brooks said to me, I loved your work. I had no idea what he was talking about. So <laughs> listen, how nuts I was. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> You're just so naive. It probably helps you though, so right? Naive. Oh, yeah. You know, ignorance is bliss. I was just going to say. There's yeah. no doubt. There is no, absolutely no doubt. Um, but I, so I, so I end up with that. I, I. I had to choose at one point. Okay. I had to choose between a series and a movie. And Joel Silver's called me. Oh, you got to take the movie. And the other guy, oh, you should take the TV series. And I, I, I was, I couldn't even think about movies. TV was what I knew. Yeah. So I said, I oh, try, try a TV. That's series. the only reason you went with it, just because you had a more affinity. Not, yeah, more like I You're like I have a TV. I mean, I saw, yeah. I saw movies. No, I went to a lot of movies yeah. back then. You know, I was a big movie guy, but, but I sort of, I don't know. TV was. More accessible, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and then when you get on it and it's airing, just that whole experience. I mean, is that just? Are you, is your head still as you're doing it? Still like, all right, like I'm doing this TV thing to support the boxing dream. Still, I mean, is it? I tried. You know what I did after the first year of Taxi? I go back to fighting. Some people take a TV movie. Yeah, no, I go back to fighting. So the off season for you was yeah, uh, in the and gym. I take uh, I take a fight. I fight in the garden. I'm fighting the garden was amazing. Madison Square Garden, the garden outside the hotel here. No, not yeah, the okay. garden outside the hotel. And everybody came. I will never forget. It was everybody from ABC, all the guys from the show. Merv Griffin came. You oh, know? shit. And so uh, I knocked the guy out. It was a great night. My parents were there, too, and they both, you know, my, both my father and my mother saw me get knocked out. And so it was nice to win. And it, it, there's a, I have a great picture of my mother and father, and my, and my friend said to me, oh, they look so happy. I said, no, it's relief. <laughs> they just relieved <laughs> I didn't dude. get killed. So, of course. Um, but uh, so I fought there, and then I fought again in Phoenix, and and if I win this fight in Phoenix, I'm going to fight a top ten guy. And if I win, I beat the top ten guy, then I get a title shot. And maybe I turn, you know, my TVQ into a title shot. Yeah. And, and I was a big puncher, so maybe I get lucky, hit somebody on the chin, I'll be champion of the world and have a series. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. Of course, you okay. have to think that big. So I go to Phoenix and I'm fighting a kid named Johnny Ho- Johnny Hurd Johnny Horde. I can't. Remember. Anyway. I was really good if you came to me. You come to me, I could bang you, you know. But if you moved around and I had to chase you, I could look bad. 
Oh, for real? And this guy was a cutie. He was all over the place. <laughs> Is that a common term used in boxing? A cutie? Yeah. Yeah, he's a cutie. This guy so, was an adorable fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Means the same thing. Yeah, of course. Anyway, so I'm chasing him around, and all of a sudden, two things happened, first yeah. of all. First of all, I became the overdog. I was always the underdog. Yeah. All of a sudden, I was the overdog, you know. Everybody from Taxi flew in. John Travolta came with oh, Mary shit. Lou. It was like, hey, Tony, good luck tonight. You no, know, all that yeah, exactly, yeah. right. And, but people were like, mm, the asshole, Hollywood asshole. You oh, know? for real. Yeah. The same way people, when they look at people when they're like starting bands, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, yeah, all right, man, okay. stick to what you do. So, okay, so there we are. So I'm out there, and uh, then I can't catch this guy. And then I started to have a stupid thought, which you cannot have when you're boxing. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I'm on TV now, so I hope this guy don't hit me in the nose. And the minute I got to hey, the word nose, valid. he hit me right on the button. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I wasn't thinking about the your right he- thing. Yeah, your head wasn't there. I get hit in the chin. There's a great picture where the guy puts the ch- – it's right on the chin. My face is like that. Oh, it's, great. It's, it's one of those pictures that you get the moment of impact. Sure. And I used to tell everybody – you know, I had long hair. And I used to tell everybody, you know what I love about this picture? See when he hits me, how my hair flies? But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Look how perfect but, my hair is. But anyway, I don't go. For some reason, I don't go. And I come back and I beat the guy and I win the fight. But then I knew my, that the, the party was over, that it was time to. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wasn't thinking about the right thing anymore. And you really can get killed in there. You know, so you have to really be Well, thank God you took a break so that you can. Uh, no, it changed. And listen, uh, I got lucky uh, because uh, this would be a very different conversation now. Right. Uh, well, I'm glad it's. I'm glad it's yeah. not. I'm glad that they're uh, that we're here right now in, in honeymoon in Vegas, uh, playing right now, New York City. What's the theater again? Nederlander, Forty First right. Street. Uh, Historic. It's amazing. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I I I I'm at a loss for words because I really think it's that good. I'm flipping out. I'm flipping. You're out. so pumped every night. You, you so walk down I can't there. wait to do it. Do you have a routine? Like, do you do? A, is there some sort of Tony Danza walk down the street that you pump yes. yourself up? You're not gonna believe this. I do have. <laughs> there routine. is. Yes. You yes. shadow box on the way there? No. no. What I do is. And I do is, I uh, you know I, I I train all the time. Of course, I'm a trainer. Okay. You're in phenomenal shape, by the way. And I have and I and I have a little bit of a steam shower in my house, so I work out, take a steam, then I go and I leave early, I take the train, the subway to fiftieth, I get off at fiftieth, and I walk to the TKTS booth. Oh my God! And I roust people. I just go in there and say, hey, "What are you going to see, folks?" And they're like. Oh, Tony they go crazy. See, see Honeymoon in Vegas. I'm going to see uh, Aladdin. Are you nuts? You come to New York to see a Disney film? What are you crazy? You know, Mamma Mia. Oh, give me a yeah, break yeah. already. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they're going to make you get up and sing. What are you doing? So anyway. Um, so you like that little fun and so just like, I do that. it loosens you up, yeah? I hit that. And then that walk from 47th, 48th to 41st Street at that time. Right now, especially because it's Christmas. Yeah. Yesterday was this weekend was Santa Con. It was three thousand million. It's, it's bedlam out oh, there. That's come on. And it's quite a. That's moving itself. Tony Danza lost, lost in Santa Con, and I just keep moving. Yeah, to yeah, get yeah. Real sweat. Of course. And then I get to the theater, and I put on my shoes. I put on my tap shoes, and I just do a little tap, and I stretch, and then I go out and do the show. Jesus. Oh, it's wonderful. And you just crush it. It's, it's just amazing. It's, well, I hope it runs forever. Me too. Because you seem so freaking happy yeah. and pumped about it. I, you know, I'm, I'm also a producer on this, too, so I'm Great. involved in this. I, 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 you invested I, in a lot of ways. I, you know what? I broke Max Bialystok's uh, rule. You know, his, his remember? The oh, producer, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, make what the flop. Uh, I'm going to butcher it. No, no. Here's the first rule. What's the first rule? What are, there's two rules. Yeah, in two, yeah. two, two, rule, two rules you cannot break. What's rule number one? What's rule number one? 
Never put your own money in the show. That's right. And what's rule number two? Never put your own money in the show. And <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I've even done that. That's oh, crazy. Shit. Yeah, I broke the rule. Yeah, but it's you know that's uh, that just is a testament to your passion for the for the work and the project, and Adam, how much you love what you my do. My old man used to say, "When you got the goods, you'll be okay." I got the goods. I mean it. I, I've been telling people like, you know, I'm invoking the great New York hero Joe Namath, and telling people, I guarantee it. Yeah. You come. I, I come out afterwards after the show. If you didn't like it, you could tell me I'm a bum. I, but you can I'm, take I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I haven't had anybody say that. Yeah, you can call Tony Bum, but just be prepared for that left hook. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'd like to wrap this up, and I appreciate you making time for this, by the it's way. My pleasure. This is I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, we end each podcast with a quick uh, rapid fire question thing. Just ten, like quick, get to know sure. you questions. Go. And uh, do you mind? Uh, one of my, I'm going to do it as, and I think this will be the first time ever. Uh, one of my first impressions I started doing uh, was of you when oh, I started cool. doing stand up, and I would love to do a Danza on Danza rapid that. fire. That I don't know if this has ever happened before. I'll try not to imitate <clears throat> you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. <clears throat> Good evening, folks, and welcome to Danza on Danza, where I, Tony Danza, interview me, Tony Danza. Who's the boss? Not Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Let's get to know me. First question. Uh, what's, your, what, what's my favorite food? Uh, your favorite food is um, anything Italian, basically. Um, let's see. My favorite would be... Um, I just had it the other day. I had a lasagna. Oh, and you know what lasagna. the secret to a great lasagna is? I do. It's the sauce. No, it's not. Oh. No, of course you have to have good well, you sauce. you got to have good sauce. But the secret is is that you have to make the meatballs first mm. and use the meatballs as the meat in the, in the, in the lasagna. Otherwise, right. you just have a hamburger. You have a hamburger. In your lasagna. Yeah, in your lasagna. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> your favorite song in a musical. Uh, right now, my yeah. favorite song in a musical is, I, is the song, like, one of the songs. The song two, that we two, sing. I sing two that are really crazy. There's so many. Yeah, there's I, got six, I got six songs. In I know show. you do. All right. uh, but there's one called A Little Bit of Luck. Yeah. Which is sort of my theme. You want to give a little, a little taste of that? Uh, well, you know, it's it's a song to his uh, of course. his dead wife. Oh, yeah. Because he's now, he he's won the girl. And he sings it a little bit to his dead wife. He goes... Uh, Hey, Donna, didn't I tell you then that no matter what, I would be with you again? Wow, Donna, can you believe it's true? Isn't it amazing what a little luck can do? Wow. Boy, we sound great. Uh, all right, what's more impressive? <laughs> we sound great. What's more impressive, doing 15 minutes on an exercise bike or hitting a major league home run? That's the dumbest question I've ever yeah, heard. All right, let's move on. <laughs> uh, of course, a major league holding on would be what you way think? more impressive. Of yeah. course, you're right. Uh, what feels better, a high five or a hug? A hug. There you go. Uh, better sport, boxing or bobsledding? Bobsledding. Nice. Misdirection. I like that. Mm. If you were late to a show, would you rather travel by taxi or by unmarked, suspicious blue van full of vacuum cleaners from the '80s? Uh, I think the blue van. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic. Uh, all right, final question. Yes, who would play us, Tony Danza? Yes, in the Tony Danza movie. <laughs> and you can either, if you have one in mind, because everybody thinks about who would play them in the movie. But here's a couple choices: Zac Efron, Danny Glover, Sean Penn, Rachel McAdams. Uh, I think I want to go with Rachel. Oh, yeah, I think it's a solid choice. <laughs> She's got range. Uh, hey, listen, you got to have range. You got to have range. Yeah. Tony, you're the man. I no, can't I thank, you thank you enough for much. doing this. This is great. And I wish you a lot of luck. Thank you, buddy. 
Well, there it is. The interview with Tony Danza that uh, I got to be honest, I didn't uh, think it was it was ever going to happen. But um, he's a busy dude and, and he lives across the country. And, and, you know, schedules, timing is everything. And uh, the gods were with us, the Danza gods. Uh, and uh, and uh, his manager, Dan Fair, who's a real solid dude, helped me really get this uh, lined up. And, uh, and it was incredible. And I'm glad you uh, enjoyed it. Part two, we will get in the future. Uh, there's so much more I wanted to talk to him about. And uh, obviously, you can tell he's just got so many great stories. He's just a guy that I uh, would love to uh, chat with for, for hours on end. Um, I did go see the show the next night, and it was incredible. I can't recommend it enough. Jason Robert Brown, uh, again, our, our mutual pal who's a Tony Award winner, wrote incredible music. There's really nothing Tony Danza can't do. I mean, this show was a prime example. His voice uh, was—I was in awe of how uh, of how good it was, man. He just obviously—you've heard him sing, uh, you know, when he hosted his talk show and and when he was in the producers. But uh, he, he brings it to another level, man. He's just so easy to watch, easy to listen to, likable, dude. It's fucking—he started playing the ukulele in one of the scenes and and tap dancing. I was waiting for him to start juggling and teaching fat kids how to origami. It's like. What can't you do, man? Uh, it was just, it was a treat to watch. Musical theater should be fun and entertaining, and this this show, Honeymoon in Vegas, was nothing short. Uh, the whole cast is brilliant. They're just super talented people. I feel like they got the best of the best uh, to be in the show, and, uh, and it was so fun to watch. If you're in New York City, go to the Nederlander Theater and see Honeymoon in Vegas on Broadway. I can't recommend it enough. And even if you don't live here, make the trip, man. The holidays are coming up. And even after the holidays, take all that Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa money you got and make a trip and go see the show. Uh, it's worth it. And it was awesome because after the show, uh, I got to go backstage and uh, and visit Tony. And there was this long line of people waiting outside his dressing room to uh, to say hi. And he kind of you know walks out and kind of greets them all. And then towards the end, he kind of looks over and he, he kind of looks over and sees a, in the corner of his eye. He kind of catches a little glance at me, and he just kind of gives a big beaming Danza face. Like, oh, hey, hey! And he runs over to me and he goes, "Oh, so so coming, just so eager." For my, uh, you know, reaction to the show, and uh, and he's like, "So, what'd you think? How was it?" And I go, "We were great." <laughs> and he just starts cracking up, and it was uh, it was awesome, man. He uh, he couldn't have been uh, more fun to watch on stage. I want to close this uh, special bonus episode out. Everything about this episode was special, uh, and I want to close it out with one of the songs from Honeymoon in Vegas. Uh, to kind of give you guys a little taste, what the appetite for you to, to come check the show out. Uh, the title of the song, uh, again, written by uh, the brilliant Jason Robert Brown. The title of the song, A Little Luck from Honeymoon in Vegas, sung by the one and only Tony Danza. Hey, Donna, didn't I tell you then? That no matter what, I would be with you again Wow, Donna, can you believe it's true? Isn't it amazing what a little luck can do? Yes, Donna, there by your side I swore that I'd make things just like the way they were before Bam, baby, everything's good as new 
what a little love can do Love may be blind, but the stars were aligned in my favor Sure, I'm a pro, but let's face it, that's no guarantee Here's my technique, I resolve not to weaken or waver And what is that flavor? Sweet victory Just like it used to be If some folks get hurt, well remember, so did we Now, princess, sit and enjoy the view Isn't it amazing when you're feeling stuck And you're in the muck And you're thunderstruck What a little bitty bit of luck can do comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleisinger slicing driving friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.